everyone. How you doing? What a great day outside. Oh my gosh. And of course, we are loaded for bear, surprising no one. Good Saturday afternoon. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. What a show I have planned for you today. Things are heating up and getting ugly in the race towards the primary. We're just three weeks away from that primary, and wow, I can hardly wait. And you know what? Next week, I start my election judge training, so I'm sure... Uh, next Saturday, I'll have some really nice updates for you. We're going to talk today, too, about uh, the Democrats. The Democrats have a new slogan. It's for the people. And I want to hear what you think about that slogan. Uh, clearly, some of the other options that they've had, uh, the resistance, whatever, isn't working. So now they're claiming to be for the people. Uh, when you, If you vote for a Democrat, I haven't voted for a Democrat in 10 years. I won't vote for a Democrat this election either because, no, I won't. They make my, make my life harder. They make my children's life harder. There is nothing Democrats... No aspect of my life that Democrats don't want to micromanage. So, yeah, I'm done with Democrats until they turn that party around. And I ask people all the time, don't you feel the Democrats have have left you? Do you even recognize what the Democrats stand for? So I'll be interested to hear what some of you guys have to say about that, too. But most of today's show, most of today's show is to talk about the local insanity that is going on in our cities, in our towns, in our county commissioner offices. You know, you think of local politics and you think, okay, they're supposed to take care of potholes. They're supposed to take care of crime. They're supposed to make sure we have good schools. They're supposed to take care of the parks and, and park and recreation. And it's supposed to be things that, that touch you every single day. Well, this week, oh my gosh, this week, you talk about crazy this week features some doozies, including, of course, the always, Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, but we've got illegal aliens voting. We've got Eden Prairie weighing in on climate change. I've got a crazy story about uh, open meeting law violations. I've got an unbelievable story about eminent domain. And I want you to remember that eminent domain was what got me into politics in the, in the first place. Uh, we got soda bans. Oh, my gosh. And I have a great story. Um, Thief River Falls. Oh, my gosh. They had a brawl. One of the council members threw a chair at another council member. I mean, crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Some of you might remember that last week I told you Twyla Bray was going to be here this week, and she was going to tell us about her new book, uh, Big Brother in the Exam Room. It is a phenomenal book. The reviews have been excellent. What she's told me about it and the summaries that I've written are unbelievable, and I can't wait to have Twyla on. It's just not going to be this week. It'll probably be next Saturday, I hope. And then, of course, Matt Flanders is going to come on. He's also with Citizens Council for Health Freedom because there's a lot of healthcare stuff that um, – my fault. I've kind of let it slide for a while. We haven't talked about how much I hate Obamacare and how much damage and destruction it's doing and what a disaster the whole health insurance and health care markets are. Uh, we'll touch on a lot of that stuff with Twyla next week. Um, you, We have a lot of candidates that are uh, Democrats, of course, that are pushing single payer, that are pushing Medicare for all. And we had, you remember we talked about this last year, where um, Vermont decided they wanted 
um, single payer for everybody in the state of Vermont. And Vermont came out and said that they were going to need to double the entire state budget. Well, now you've got people in Maryland. And, and in Maryland, they're saying, you know what, we can do single payer. We can do this Medicare for all. We can really, really, really get involved in this. And last week, the Baltimore Sun came out and said that the Maryland Department of Legislative Services calculated that the state would have to levy a 10% payroll tax against every business and charge $2,800, some sort of fee or tax increase, for every man, woman, and child in the state to raise the needed $24 billion every year that it would be to pay for it. So when you are out on the in your neighborhoods or out at your local parade or your local political event and you hear a Democrat talk about single payer, talk about universal health care, talk about how they're going to rein it all in with these empty, grandiose, ridiculous promises that they're making to you, you look them square in the eye, tell them you know they're lying and you want to know how they're going to pay for it. Because this happens every single time. They, you, you get Democrats who make these bold promises to the voters and they never they never give you details. They never tell you how it's going to happen. They might tell you, oh, it'll take a while to figure it out, but they never give you any of the, any of the details. And then they get in office and they form all their commissions and all their study groups, and then all of a sudden they are stunned. They're shocked. They're uh, amazed at the huge costs and tax increases that will be necessary to pay for these ridiculous empty promises that they're giving you. Uh, Vermont found out that they were going to have to double their entire state revenue. Maryland state government currently spends $44 billion a year. They would have to increase state spending by 54% to enact these ridiculous plans. And I just want you guys do not be fooled by this. Do not be fooled by this. And just look those Democrats in the eye and say, I know you're wrong. I know you're crazy. Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. So next week, next week, we'll talk to Twyla about Obamacare. We'll talk to Twyla about Mincher. We'll talk to Twyla about health care, single payer, universal health care, whatever they. uh, Gosh, she might have to be on the whole two hours. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She won't be on. She won't be on that long. All right. Uh, The election is three weeks away. The primary election. It's August 14th. As of last Monday, Hennepin County had already issued 10,800 absentee ballots, 10,800 absentee ballots. You're seeing a big push now by the politicians because there's only four days left to use that horrible thing Minnesota has that's called the Minnesota Political Contribution Refund Program. I hate this program. Government should not be be funding political campaigns. Uh, We got rid of it, and then it came back again. So the Minnesota Political Contribution Refund refund Program, it's a, a way for people to donate to campaigns, and then you get a receipt, and the receipt goes into the state of Minnesota, and they give you part of your money back. So there's a $50 limit. So here's what I'm telling you. In the next two days, find a candidate and write them a check for 50 bucks, and they will give you a, P, a PCR uh, receipt, 
and you can get your 50 bucks back from the government. Then what I want you to do is write a check for another 50 bucks. Dig deep into your pocket. Find some good candidates. Write them a check. Use this, use this political contribution refund program. And then let's make sure we elect people into office who will eliminate that program. Because government has absolutely no business. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. None. No business funding these kind of elections. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, Democrats. I want to talk about their new slogan, For the People. Remember they had a slogan, The Better Deal? Uh, yeah, an offshoot of The New Deal. And yeah, that didn't work. And then, then they had For the Resistance. Well, that wasn't working either. So now their, their new slogan is For the People. What do you think of it? And then I want you to think about this too. Voters have expressed their unhappiness with Democrats in 2010, 2014, and 2016 elections. So now, what are the Democrats running on? Is I hate Trump enough? Um, Are the promises that they have, single-payer, amnesty, open borders, abolishing ICE, gun control, raising taxes, abortion, free college, net neutrality, are those the things that are going to get people to vote for the Democrats? 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. If you really want to know, she comes here a lot. She just loves to hear the music and dance. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. To my friend Diane, thank you, Diane. I did a really bad job of explaining that. And knowing that, um, that you were confused by what I said, let me clarify this. Minnesota has this ridiculous program called the Minnesota Political Contribution Refund Program. We got rid of it once, and they brought it back. When I was talking about how you only have two or three days to use it, you only have two or three days to use it because of campaign finance deadlines. So a lot of candidates are out there now asking you to donate money to their to their campaign so that they can raise the amount of money that they need to get their public financing from the state of Minnesota. The Minnesota Political Contribution Refund, which allows anyone to donate 50 bucks to a candidate and the state will reimburse you that 50 bucks, that program is not going to end. So I hope we elect people to office who will get rid of it because government has no business funding these campaigns. But I have a good friend of mine, Sue Erickson. She's running for Minnesota House of Representatives, and she had to raise a certain amount of money by, I think it's this weekend, um, and, and if she raises a certain amount of money, the state of Minnesota gives her a bunch of money that she can use towards her campaign. It's free money for her for her campaign. So, of course, we want her to be able to get this free money, too. It's a horrible idea. I hate it, but it's out there, and I want us to use it. So I want you guys to find somebody in the next two days 
and spend your 50 bucks. Write them a check. You'll get it back. And then I want you to go one step further and write another check. I want you to dig deep into your pockets. Campaigns shouldn't be financed by government, shouldn't be financed by the tax dollars. You should care enough about the candidate that you're going to want to, uh, that you're going to want to support, that you're going to want to help win, that you're going to want to get involved with their campaign, that you should be willing to dig into your pocket too. And you know what, folks? It doesn't have to be a whole lot of money. They're happy with five or ten bucks from you. They're happy to have you stuff envelopes, walk in parades with them, make phone calls for them, door knock with them, lit drop with them, be on their kitchen cabinet with them so that you can can talk over issues and, and help them prepare for a candidate forum or help them uh, bone up on, on, on how to talk about health care, how to talk about taxes, how to talk about congestion, how to talk about whatever the top issues are for every individual thing. So, Diane, thank you for having me clarify the Minnesota Political Contribution Fund. It is going nowhere. But, folks, find your candidate. Write them a check for 50 bucks. You'll get the 50 bucks back from Minnesota. And then in the meantime, you can dig deeper to help our candidates win. The last thing we want is Democrats winning again. So I keep asking people, what are Democrats running on? What, 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 you know, the voters said, hey, we didn't vote for Democrats in 2010. We didn't vote for him in 2014. We didn't vote for him in 2016. You saw crazy, huge, enormous losses for Democrats across the board. And, and it's just, I mean, it's astonishing, really, when you, when you think about it. And all we've heard for the last two years is how much they hate Trump and how they have to resist Trump how they have to fight against Trump. And I'm trying to ask you, now that the Democrats have their new slogan, for the people, and this is a new one because the other one was a better deal. That was their offshoot of the new deal. That didn't work. For the resistance wasn't working either. So now they came up with another new slogan, and this one is for the people. And the House Democrats plan to use... Uh, use this slogan slogan in all their statements, all their press conferences, and they want to focus on three key areas. They want to focus on addressing health care and prescription drug costs, which, oh yeah, Democrats are the ones that screwed that all up. Uh, they want to focus on increasing wages through infrastructure and public works projects. Oh, fine idea, Democrats. What are you going to do next year? The exact same thing all over again. And they want to focus on highlighting Republican corruption in Washington, of which I got news for you, Democrats. It's not limited to Republican corruption. It just isn't. So I've heard all kinds of things of what they're trying to push. Single payer, amnesty, open borders, abolishing ICE, gun control, raise taxes, carbon taxes, uh, abortion, free college, net neutrality. And, of course, you have this crazy display of socialism uh, that seems to be taking over and really, really, really pushing the Democrat Party far to the left. Do you even recognize the Democrat Party anymore? What do you think Democrats are running on? And how do you think they'll do in these upcoming midterm elections? 651-989-5850. Five five six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. I almost forgot our phone number there. Vincent, you've been super patient. Hi, Vincent. Welcome to the show. Oh well, thank you for taking my call. 
Yeah. Uh, you were talking about local government. Yes. Does that include the city of St. Paul? Oh, I got the city of St. Paul on my list week after week after week, Vincent. Uh, it's happened before where they, the city inspectors come in and inspect the building. You know, they right. see about the owners, what they got to do to fix up the building, and then they go into each apartment and they got me again for clutter. Um this happened before. now. This this time it was not a city inspector. Hey, it was a fire inspector or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. firemen. So you know, there was no fires that day. Right. Uh, <laughs> so they got me for. They told me, I don't know, next four or six weeks get fifty percent of my clutter out of here, and I got stuff which is mine. You know, to deal with. You know, fighting the legislature, whether or Congress or right, right. even. I've written letters to the president because um, I get a subject from the VA, mm-hmm. and they want me to go electronic, but I want a piece of paper, a check, a blank right. check. Right. And finally, I wrote to the White House. They got it. They sent it to other federal agencies, and four days later, I I got a waiver. I get a blank check the rest of my life. All right. Vincent, you can take him on and win. That's part of my stuff in the bedroom, so I'm going to have to go. I'll get through rid of stuff, you know. But, you know, every time I get a new legislature, you get a lot of paperwork. Yep. I don't have the smartphone. And this guy. That's what they do. He was taking pictures. Is that. You got the Bill of Rights, the Fourth Amendment. He never asked permission if he could take a picture of my stuff. Yeah, I don't think he can take a picture well, of your that's stuff. Well, fight right now here. Some guy down city of St. Paul, fire marshal here, um, taking pictures of stuff here in St. Paul now. Maybe somebody can, bigger than me can fight him. I've been, you know, since Wednesday, July 18th. Crazy. 9.30 in the morning, they were going through the building. 5.30 in the morning. Nine, oh, nine, you nine, got nine, your 9. I don't care. It's still too early. Nine, Thanks, Vincent. Appreciate your phone call. And, you know, when I had the bar and restaurant, I used to have uh, the fire chief on speed dial. They came to inspect me, the health department, the fire department, the boiler inspector, the garbage or the parking lot inspector, the you you name it. And I used to always get points taken off because my garbage dumpster was closed. And they're like, you get points taken off every time your garbage just dumpster isn't closed why don't you just close the dang thing and i said because then the homeless people get hurt when the lid falls on them i'd rather have the two points off on my on my health department report than have a dead homeless person in my garbage can and yeah they still kept taking the two points off uh kevin you're up next hi kevin welcome welcome to the show thanks for being so patient thank you for taking my calls to so, so the democrats motto is for the people. For the people. And I would add to that, just like Venezuela. <laughs> they have, Republicans thought to make a T-shirt like that. Democrats are for the people, just like Venezuela. Starvation. Um, the, the, Venezuela had 300, 300 million, over 300 million barrels of oil. They're the, uh, in reserves, they're probably the number one. And the socialists there... Drove it right into the ground. Right into the ground. Wealth was enormous. Yep. This is what they do, Sue. It, it, it's just so crazy. I, ju- I just cannot figure it out. 
for them to talk about fixing health care after they destroyed it with Obamacare. I know, right? Hypocrites. And they think more government is the solution. More government. I got a story for you, Sue. Okay, quick one. I, in the past three days, I've talked to three Somalis. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a really good conversation with one. She, her family was just north of Somalia. And then I had an interesting conversation with two more. They don't like the these, this 18-year-old and this, look, I think the other one was like 22, 23-year-old. They don't like the Democrat Party because of their support of same-sex marriage. Right. Abortion. Yep. And LBGT. And she said, she said to me, LBGT. Oh, I said, uh, lettuce, bacon, garnish, and tomato. And they started laughing. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate your comments. Listen to what I'm going to say next. This is just amazing. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. Um, The Democrat socialism is surging in the Democrat Party, and they say it's because it's the age of Trump. The Democrat Socialists of America, which is the largest socialist organization in the United States, the DSA members are building progressive movements for social change, while establishing an openly Democrat socialist president presence in American communities and politics. Currently, there are 42 men and women running for offices at federal, state, and local levels this year that have formal endorsements of the Democrat Socialists of America. They span 20 states, including Florida, Hawaii, Kansas, and Michigan. Um, I went to their website this morning to see if Keith Ellison was endorsed or Elon Ilhan Omar, um, and I couldn't even find the list of endorsements, so I'll have to do a little further review on that, but it says it it spans 20 states. Um, The most ambitious Democrats in Washington have been reluctant to embrace the label, but at the same time, they embrace the policies um, of the modern-day so-called democratic socialism, which is Medicare for all, a $15 minimum wage, free college tuition, uh, the abolition or the uh, um, to abolish the Federal Department of ICE. Um, the DSA's membership had hovered around 6,000 in recent years. Last week, its paid membership hit 45,000 nationwide. It's hard to distinguish between what the difference is between Democrat socialism and socialism when you look at their website and you look at the Repub- or at the Democrat Party. Um, the the Democrat socialist can- backed candidates promote a big tent philosophy. And get this, get this, just listen to this. Um, They describe their members as socialists who, and I quote, reject an economic order based on private profit and share a vision of a humane social order based on popular control of resources, production, economic planning, equitable distribution, feminism, racial equality, and non-oppressive relationships. During their meetings, they often refer to each other as comrades. They wear clothing featuring socialist symbols like the rose, and they promote authors. Did you know that was the rose was a socialist symbol? Hmm. 
and they promote authors such as Karl Marx. Needless to say, the Republicans, in talking about Bernie Sanders and his plan to provide free government-sponsored health care for all, had zero co-sponsors in 2013. But today, more than a third of the Senate Democrats and two-thirds of the House Democrats have signed on to the proposal, which by one estimate could cost taxpayers as much as... $32 trillion. Co-sponsors include Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, and Camelia Harris, which should surprise absolutely no one. What I thought was really interesting was this past week, Pete Stauber sent out a fundraising email and in it, it's uh, the headline, the subject line was Socialism in Minnesota. And it said, in June, the far-left socialist won her primary in New York. Shockingly, many Democrats are touting this as a positive sign, calling her the future of the party. Then it goes on to say uh, that, unfortunately, they might be right. The Democrat Party has moved so far to the left that it is virtually unrecognizable. Stauber then went on to talk about free market values, lower taxes, and the Second Amendment have no place left in the left's vision of our future. Socialism and higher taxes and the burdensome regulations that come with it aren't going to do anything but hurt our small businesses and families in Minnesota. I hope you people up in CD8 are awake for all that. I hope you're paying attention, and I hope you're willing to say no, 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 hell no. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I have lots more on elections. We have to get into the brouhaha over uh, Nolan's, uh, Lori Swanson's running mate, some comments that that he made. Uh, Jason Lewis is, of course, out there again. Uh, the brouhaha between um, Tim Pawlenty and Jeff Johnson is still still going on. And I have to talk to you a little bit about election integrity. Stay tuned. I told you we were loaded for bear today. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Stan, 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 did you hear that story? That horrible story about the duck boat? Yes. The horrible story about the duck boat where nine members of the same family died. And of died. course, it's the duck boat operator's fault. Well, of course, of course. So, well, you, you didn't, always... You didn't have to go on it. Look for the money, you know, follow the money. But it's a horrible story and heartbreaking, too. But I said to you when I was listening to the news at the bottom of the hour, why didn't they have life jackets on? Why? Why? Well, Stan, most people you're don't out think on they... the lake all the time. You're out on the lake all the time, Stan. When the weather starts getting bad, what do you do? Usually get it close to you at least, you know, especially in a situation like that where it's super rough and wavy and, you know, I'm not a great swimmer myself, so I'm always a little more cautious probably than others. But, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of common sense goes a long ways in situations like that, unfortunately. I know. A I lot am, of people don't have it. I know. I'm just, I'm just shocked at, by that story, shocked. And nine members of one family, I mean, that's just heartbreaking heartbreaking all right back to elections back to the primary back to politicians uh this past week amy klobuchar 
introduced the Secure Elections Act, and apparently it seems to be gaining steam this time. There's now like a dozen co-sponsors. Six of them are Republicans. The rest are Democrats, and the legislation is supposed to uh, strengthen election cybersecurity. Uh, this is an updated version of a bill that was introduced in March. So, in other words, every time they can make political hay out of it, they're going to reintroduce it uh, and and use it to make political hay. And I was really pleased with uh, Representative Jim Newberger, who's running against Amy Klobuchar. He said, "So while uh, Klobuchar's bill on election integrity." Uh, the Secure Elections Act chastises the Russians, which, by the way, American people don't care about. American people have stopped paying attention to it. American people don't even rank it in the top 100 things they even care about in this upcoming election. Uh, Jim Newberger said, well, Amy Klobuchar's bill on election integrity uh, chastises the Russians and gets a lot of CNN and NPR attention. She was vehemently opposed to President Trump's voter integrity com committee which is it senator klobuchar and that's a really 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 good question minnesota we've got to have some election integrity people we have just got to really work on electing people who are going to make sure that that those of us who are legitimately voting that our vote counts and people who shouldn't be voting don't get to don't get to vote and that's why i get so excited about candidates like jim newberger candidates like doug wardlow uh candidates who are going to actually look out for it we have had recounts here in minnesota well you know what if somebody who shouldn't be voting votes and their ballot is counted and then you recount all the counted ballots yeah you're gonna get roughly the same number when you recount you have to take it one step back you have to go back and find out were the people who were voting were the people who cast a ballot should they legally be voting should they legally be voting and in far too many cases in minnesota you're gonna find out no no they shouldn't and it's very difficult to determine how corrupt our elections are because nobody wants to look because Steve Simon and Mark Ritchie wanted to hide the data and that's why we're so thankful for the Minnesota Voters Alliance who continues to sue the Minnesota government over and over and over again to try to have honest transparent and open elections our vote should matter our vote should matter we're the ones who are who are we're the ones who are supposed to be the ones voting not people who aren't eligible to vote and there can be any number of reasons why you're not eligible to vote it could be because you're an illegal alien it could be because you're a felon it could be because I mean any number of, of reasons and I'm, I'm I just can't wait till we can get some voter ID laws to be enacted that will protect us not only from the Russians that the Democrats are worried about but also from illegal aliens and felons it'd be really really nice um, I think it's also really important to notice to, that in this upcoming primary, when you register to vote in the primary, uh, you have to vote for the Democrat side or for the Republican side. Um, it, it's a straight party line vote when you vote. And this time, you have to register. So this time, they're going to keep track. Did you ask for the Republican ballot or did you ask for the Democrat ballot? And the political parties in Minnesota will get that ballot. 
and it will become public information. Uh, that's going to be happening at, at the primary. The party ballot that you select is going to become public record. And I want you to think back of the story we had a couple weeks ago out of City Pages where they were shaming, uh, publicly shaming people and chastising people for um, – who they donated money to, what campaigns they donated to. And if they're already shaming Trump donors or shaming people uh, because of their stance on abortion or shaming people for their stance on on health care, can you imagine what's going to happen once they get a hold of public voter registrations? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can. Plus, we saw uh, coming up in the next segment, we'll talk about Boston and San Francisco. Uh, both are considering allowing non-citizens to vote in all local elections. San Francisco has gone so far as to even start registering illegal aliens to vote. It's just absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy. And, it, you know, it, it should make you angry. So get involved with the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Get educated about this so you can talk to your friends, family, and neighbor about, neighbors about it and say, hey, we want honest, open elections here in Minnesota. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. Um, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the brouhaha surrounding Jason Lewis and uh, surrounding Rick Nolan. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about Palenti's attack ad against Johnson. Uh, KSTP did a truth test on it and gave it a D plus. And it's just hilarious to hear Palenti's supporters try to defend this. It's so ridiculous. And then Channel 4 also did a truth test on it and called it misleading. And if I hear one more person say, well, we got all these footnotes yeah whatever the nonsense that we hear out of out of an ad like that and and the nonsense that we hear out of people who are trying to defend that kind of stuff that's why people hate politics that's why people don't believe you guys and and i just want to know did palenti promise them a job because yeah some politicians are like that all right we'll take a quick break we'll be back lots more coming sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 11 30 and twin cities news Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I, Jason Lewis is my friend. I have known Jason for 30 years. Sometimes I like him more than other times, but most of the time I really like him. I think he had a great radio show, and I think he, he is a great a, producer at one point, too. He had a, I know the guy a very great personally. producer. That'd be you, Stan. Oh. <laughs> and you like Jason, too. I do. Yep, yep, yep. And Jason's my friend, and I think Jason is a great congressman. I think he has done a fabulous job for uh, Congressional District 2, and you guys are lucky, lucky to have him. That said, back in 2016, I told Jason he was going to win that. He kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And, I, and, and he did win it, and I never had any doubt. I just knew he was going to win. Back in 2016, when he ran, he faced an attack from his opponent, Angie Craig, so ridiculous, talking about some of the things that he said when he was on the air uh, 
on this station. Well, other stations too, but on uh, on this station. And 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 guess what? It's back again. It's back again. So out of the blue, CNN of all in their typical in kind contribution to the Democrats. They must know Angie Craig's in a lot of trouble. But all of a sudden, CNN and of course the front page of the Star Tribune pull out this story and this and they write a story about the audio uh, from the Jason Lewis show and he was on our station from 2009 to 2014 called America's Mr. Right um, but he was on this station before he was in North Carolina he was um, where oh he was on the competing station on the other side of mm-hmm. other side of town for a really long time too and he was America's Mr. Right. And he did such a great job explaining issues to us. The only thing I didn't like about Jason Lewis, did I ever tell you this, Stan? I think he picked out a word every show, like some really big, obscure word that yeah. nobody but him knew what it meant. And I'd be listening to the show and I'd be like, oh, there's the word. There's dumb that. it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, dumb it down for me, but Jason. But he did dumb down the actual conversation in totally. a way that even somebody like myself could understand. Totally. Which was very uh, helpful, talented way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was unbelievably talented. But apparently there was this one instance where uh, Jason was arguing that young single women vote based on the coverage of birth control pills. He's not wrong. Uh, Lewis said these women were not human beings and were without brains. Okay, that isn't an exact quote, by the way. Uh, Lewis can be heard on the radio repeatedly uh, saying things about women, particularly women, uh, women voters. And this audio was turned over by... A loser, a loser whose name I'm not even going to say because I warned you he was a loser a very long time. And you people. And if they want to talk integrity, I don't think this is the guy that, that they want to be. Not the guy. Be, uh, putting out on the front of the stage. I'll just loser, put it that way. Capital L, L on my forehead for him. Yeah, total loser. But anyways, CNN contacted him and said, hey, you know, can we have these audio files? And he said, oh, sure. The whole point being that this has all been litigated before, and Jason Lewis has said time and time again his job on the radio is to be provocative, and and Jason actually, I mean, Jason, I give him so much credit for this because he went on WCCO. He went on WCCO with Chad Hartman, and he talked about it directly up front and just addressed it with everyone, and he said, you know what? This is the same thing Angie Craig tried before, This and, and she's trying again now. It didn't work. The people in CD2, people in CD2, you can't be this stupid. Can you be this stupid? No, no, you can't. Uh, but Jason released a very good statement and sa- basically said, in 2016, failed second district candidate Angie Craig and the Democrats spent nearly eight million dollars in attempts to smear Jason Lewis with dated clips of his years on the radio rather than talking about issues that were important to the voters. Numerous fact checkers found the Craig ads misleading and out of context, but that didn't stop Angie Craig's big money machine, and it isn't stopping her this time around, too. It's just it's just crazy. Jason Lewis went on to say this is despicable politics, but there's a larger, more serious story here. Why isn't Angie Craig willing to talk about the issues and why is she getting away with it? These attacks are transparent deflection 
from Craig attempting to avoid actual substance once again, which Angie Craig's in a lot of trouble with some of her thoughts uh, or some of some of her uh, past actions on health care. So anyway, um, don't fall for it, CD2. The bottom line is Jason Lewis can defend any single thing he said on the radio, which I will point out, so can I. Um, and, yeah, sometimes it doesn't come out quite right. I've gotten in trouble a few times. We all have uh, misspoke at times. That's correct. Yeah, but other times, you know, you're and on the radio. part of it, too, is they always find this one little thing that he said or somebody else right. said, the Democrats do, and they and they keep pounding that message and pounding that rather than saying, Hey, this is why we are better for you, right? Um, black people. This is why we're better for you, business people. Women, this is why we're whoever. better for you, women. Whatever yeah, they're yeah. fighting for, they instead turn the topic to what somebody else did, and they never play it in context. What they will do, and 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 we don't usually just say one sentence. We're usually talking about a lot of different things. So I I just think that I yeah. Don't let him fool you, CD2. You're lucky to have Jason and do everything you can to help him get back there. Okay, now on the Democrat side, Rick Nolan is in a whole lot of trouble. And MinPost, who seems to like writing about sexual assault and sexual harassment, uh, had, a, had an article this past week, Congressman Rick Nolan's former legislative director has been accused of sexual harassment. And in one case repeatedly groping several women who used to work in the in in Nolan's CD8 district office. Minpost spoke to eight former employees of Nolan's congressional office and of his campaign, a group that included three women with specific harassment allegations and five other staffers who corroborated details about this legislative director. So apparently this legislative director um, was inappropriate, and it sounds like he really was. So he got let go, but then Rick Nolan, um, and this was a legislative director, remember, so, but then he got let go, but then Rick Nolan hired him back. And Nolan issued a statement of his own, and he said that he retained the separated employee as a vendor for his 2016 camp campaign, and he emphasized that he worked remotely, not with any people. And Nolan said, in hindsight, I never should have been working with that at all. Well, the left is going crazy, and there is an ugly primary in, on the DFL side uh, for the governor's race, of which, of course, Rick Nolan is Lori Swanson's running mate. So yesterday, Take Action Minnesota held a news conference and really ramped up the rhetoric, really pushed for their, um, pushed hard to get uh, Rick Nolan to leave the governor's race. Take Action Minnesota said, we call for Representative Nolan to step down from running for statewide office with Lori Swanson. Responsible public leaders don't minimize sexual harassment, period. Representative Nolan is running to represent our entire state. It's 2018. This kind of leadership is toxic. It will. Uh, it's not the future we want. This is not uh, Minnesota. Isn't that just crazy? So then today, or maybe it was yesterday, another story came out that talks about uh, Rick Nolan, who would like to tell uh, off-color jokes and stories. And one of his favorite stories 
one of his favorite stories, allegedly, was the one when Nolan recalled his time in the Minnesota state legislature in the early 1970s and said that male lawmakers would play a game in which they were blindfolded and tasked with determining which female secretary worked for who by groping them. Yeah, Laurie Swanson said, yeah, forget it. No way. I'm not, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not getting out of the race. And oh, by the way, um, Alliance for Jobs is one of the big um, independent expenditures for Laurie Swanson. $100,000. And yeah, but dark money is good for the left. Dark money is good for the left. Okay, when we come back, we're talking local issues. So many of them, I could have done two hours on local issues. Everything from, uh, campaign or open meeting laws, climate change. Oh my gosh, you name it, I got it. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss it. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.